Welcome back to This Food Thing podcast and season three with me, Gemma Richards. As before, I invite a special guest to share their experience with food, namely friend or foe, whether it is easy or less so. In light of the first two seasons, it appears to be foe for many, as it was for me. But this doesn't have to always be. Exciting news. We've started a crowdfunder for the podcast and to help fund anyone suffering with an eating disorder unable to afford one-to-one therapy. Check the link in our show notes, donate, leave a review. We're always so grateful. Because you know if this area of your life is skewed, then so is the rest. It's never just about food. Hi, welcome back to This Food Thing podcast. I'm delighted to be joined today by Ian Chatham. Ian is a sound engineer and a musician. He wrote the music for the podcast. Well, he very kindly gave me a sample from his library of tracks. When Ian was a young boy, he suffered from migraines. As he grew older, he realized that many foods were worsening his condition and exacerbating other symptoms such as IBS, depression, and a huge part of the equation, his ADHD. Ian and I are normally slinging verbal mud around a voiceover studio or annoying the director (laughs) or both. So it's great to actually sit down and have a chat about things that matter. Welcome to this Food Thing podcast, Ian. Hi, Gemma. How's it going? It's going well. And of all people... You're the first mm. sound engineer that I've interviewed. No so way. we had really high hopes. Yeah, no way. We had really high hopes, didn't we, for the uh, technicality. And actually, you've ended up on the mic, the computer mic. Yeah, I, I, in true to form, I can't get my microphone working. So, um, <laughs> you know, This standards. is what it's normally like. Yeah, well, to be honest, it's not the first time this has happened. It's the first time this has happened when it's important that my mic worked. Yeah, exactly. Not when you're being yeah. paid. You're not being no. paid. Exactly. Yeah, otherwise people go, my God, did she pay him? She didn't pay me. Yeah, I've got a nice <laughs> fat backhander for this. It's great. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Okay, let's let's dive in. All right. Um, I do know a little bit about your relationship with food, but, but how would you describe it? Would you describe it food as friend or as foe? <laughs> I, I, I love food. I love cooking. Yeah. And I love finding nice ingredients and researching nice ingredients. But food doesn't like me very much you know i've had always had problems with food but, in what you know, way? well you know when i was a kid i used to get my, a lot of migraines and stuff um so i had to you know went to the doctor when i was i think 11 or 12 because i was getting migraines and he said here's a list of things that you should probably try leaving out of your diet right and i think the idea was that i test them one at a time but I just was like, right, I never want a migraine again. So I just never ate them again. You know, things like uh, coffee, uh, dairy, you know, cheese, citrus, uh, you know, chocolate. I definitely can't eat chocolate, chocolate. That's hard but- when you're 11 or 12, though. And well, A, were you drinking coffee when you were 11? <laughs> well, uh, were not, you? Not, no, I, I had the occasional, I used to, I've always liked, drinking tea and coffee I'm a sound engineer so it's compulsory even at that age before I was a sound engineer <laughs> you were training I was addicted to stimulants <laughs> <laughs> but you know I, I did yeah I did have the occasional coffee uh, to be honest um you know it was fine after that I didn't get a migraine for a while after that so okay so that doctor was very enlightened because we're a similar age the fact that you were given a list of foods to avoid yeah um and you stopped instantly, obviously, because the migraines were so strong. 
yeah, at that age, you know, it's just like, oh God, I can't face a lifetime of this. So you know. what what would happen? Would you have to go into? I've never had a migraine. You, do you have to go into a darkened room or what happens? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Well, your eyes your eyesight goes weird. First of all, that's what I mean. Not always. That's the thing with these things. That, you know, it's never the same twice. But you can you sort. There is a sort of a pattern. You you tend to get visual disturbances. Okay. And in my case, I'm in a really great mood. You know, I feel fantastic before I get them. Oh, do you? Yeah, I do feel brilliant. Like a, do, you, do you have a rush of serotonin or something or dopamine? I, or? Something's going on in there, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like it's almost like a euphoria. And I've learned now that when I feel euphoric, it's usually because I'm <laughs> you know, three days in bed. Um, Gosh. But, yeah, it, it, I, I feel great. And then, I, and, and then the eyesight starts to go. I start... When I was young, I, I, it, it manifested in the format of, in the form of, you know, not being able to see words. Okay. So I remember one time I had a migraine at a friend's house, and I walked home, and mm. um, I couldn't. There was no text on the road signs, or uh, there was in the, my peripheral vision, but if I looked straight at it, I couldn't see the text, um, which com- is bizarre. It's completely debilitating, isn't it? So, but I mean, that must have been mega at age eleven, and I'm wondering. Did anyone else in your family have uh, migraines? And actually what that did to your relationship with food at such a young age where you couldn't have all these food groups? Well, I mean, yeah, it mainly it mainly just involved – the main one was chocolate and citrus. The, those were the two that I noticed a big difference with. So, and I, to this day I haven't eaten chocolate. Never um, had chocolate since you were 11? No. So, but how how did your how was it for your who did the feeding in your family? Was it your mum? Was it your dad? Was it you? How did that work out? Well, my mum and dad were both chefs, so oh, right. they were both really good at feeding us. My mum experimented with um, you know vegetarian food when we were uh, you know kids, and so we went for years at a time just you know eating um, sort of vegan vegetarian uh, diets. Um, not for any particular reason. She just enjoyed the research, I think, and just enjoyed trying out new ways of looking at food. So she wasn't, because it's interesting, isn't it? Lots of mums uh, mm. might have found that very difficult and rejecting, but the fact that she was able to accommodate it and explore it must have been great for you. It was good. Uh, that said, uh, no offence, mum. Bless her. <laughs> God rest her soul. Okay. But, um, she, I remember when I was about, I think I was about 27, 28, and I was, I was the worst IBS all the time. And I just thought, you know what? I've got to get this looked at. And I found out that um, I went for a food sensitivity test. I found out that I, I should avoid lactose. Right. So I stopped having dairy at that point. And, you know, I felt so much better. And I, I remember phoning my mum saying, Mum, you know, I've had these stomach issues and digestive issues all my life, haven't I? And she, and, and, and she sort of was like, yeah. And uh, I was like, well, <laughs> I found out yeah. that it's lactose is the main culprit. And she and she just, she just went, oh, well, yeah, well, when you're a baby, we had to give you soya formula because you used to throw up if you had, um, you know, cow's milk. And I thought, what, what, why, what? <laughs> well, when were you going to tell me? Were you just never going to mention it? She was making you suffer for all those oh. dishes she had to recreate without citrus. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that, 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 I couldn't have cow's milk either. I had to have goat's milk because I had eczema. 
Yeah, well, you know, milk is is the one, isn't it? Milk. So many people. Uh, yeah, the way it's produced. The way it's produced. Oh, oh yeah. Let's not go know. there. Let's not go there. Right, right at the beginning. Let's not go there. So, <laughs> how, how did how what I'm after? What I'm after, Ian? Yeah. Okay. How did it affect you psychologically? Did it was well, it an issue for you at school or um, with your mates? Well, look, this is now you mention it. I mean. Yeah. This is how it ties into the ADHD because I was undiagnosed okay. till I was 48, I think. Yeah. So I always felt a bit like I, I just couldn't understand why everybody else found everything so straightforward and I didn't. Right. And I just thought I was deficient in some way. So, okay. you know, as a kid, you, you sort of go, oh, well, you know, everyone else can have that thing. Everyone else can do that thing, but you can't. You can't have that thing or do that thing. Which is really hard for a kid. Well, it's hard at any age, isn't it? But yeah. especially when you're a kid because you want to fit in. Well, yeah. And, you know, you, you have people saying to you, oh, you could do it if you could, if you could be bothered. I used to get that all the time. Right. Um, right. Do it if you could be bothered. Uh, or, you, you know, you're supposed to be intelligent and yet you can't do this simple thing. Okay. So I've got that quite a lot. You're supposed to be intelligent. But... Um, so how did that fight tie, tie, tie in? How did that tie in with your um, your the, the foods that you were excluding? How did that tie well, in? Well, I just accepted the fact that, ah. okay, well, I can't have chocolate. Everyone else can, but I can't. Okay, fair enough. I'm used to it. You know, it, it was that. I just I just was used to it. And so I just thought, ah. Oh, okay. I see. So that was your way of being, that you were different and... and yeah, I didn't know weird. why I was different. I thought at that time, I just thought, oh, I'm just deficient. I just thought, oh, well, I'll just keep it as hidden as I can so no one notices. Um, okay. Yeah. So you never... It, yeah. So you never... It, it never affected you um, to, to, to much of an extent, really, it sounds like. You just well, went, it, okay, I can't have these foods. I'm a bit different. I don't want to have my migraines. So mm. um, I'll just, I'll eat from this plate, but not this from that one. This smaller list. Yeah, I'll just choose my food from this sort of smaller list. And that didn't uh, bother you? Oh, well, it, I mean, it, it did. But I'm, I guess now, it was such a long time ago that this was a new thing. Yeah. That I, you know, I, I've got so used to it now. I just work always reading the ingredients on every single thing that I look at or buy or any recipe I read, go down the list of ingredients. So I can't have that. I've got loads of recipe books that, that I, because I love to cook yeah. and you know, most of them I can't, most of the things in these books I can't eat. But you just look at them at nighttime and stroke the photos. <laughs> well, I look at them or I try and swap <laughs> things out. I try and adapt them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, for me, that's quite fun because I'm, I, I, I'm, a, I'm creative, darling. Yeah. So I like, um, I like freestyling it a little bit and trying different things. So, you okay. know, I've, I've, I, suppose I, I suppose I've spun it around so that it's a sort of net positive. I always say to myself, lucky you can't eat chocolate because you'd be even more overweight if you could. Well, this you is know. it. This is it, as you are, yeah, hardly this, that. That sort of stuff, yeah. Um, what is it in the chocolates and citrus, do you know? Okay, so I don't know what it is, and I, I don't know what it is about chocolate and migraines. The what what people are saying now, nowadays, yeah, a lot of a lot of experts on such matters are sort of saying, well, it's not the chocolate; it's that there's you're, there's something in the chocolate. I think it's bromine or something like that. Okay, um, there's something in the chocolate that your brain craves when you're about to get a migraine. Ah, so it's correlation and causation. 
Right. You know, it's, it's that. So chances are that I only wanted, I only ate chocolate when I was about to get a migraine or I only really craved it. So it's, you know, it's a bit like finding cholesterol and saying, oh, it's because you've eaten too much yeah. fat. Yes. Um, you know, cholesterol is your your veins and stuff healing themselves from damage caused by too much sugar, according to my mum anyway. I, I haven't really looked into it too much, but that's what she says or said. So how, as you grew older, so mm. let's, um, I don't know, let's say kind of early, early 20s. Yeah. And then... And beyond, very articulate, very <laughs> articulate today I am. And beyond, so I look out, the, look out the window and float out into the trees. Did you find yourself having to reduce your food groups more and more and more? Was my this is what I'm asking? Was your relationship with food becoming more difficult, or was it manageable? No, it definitely became more difficult. In, can you talk about that a bit? Yeah, well, you know, so when I was a kid, it was uh, migraine triggers, you know, yeah. nuts and stuff like that. Right. chocolate yeah. and then I, I i remember when i started work i used to drink tons of coffee and i didn't get migraines okay so i went through a phase of not getting them for a long time and i just thought i'd grown out of them i i i, I still never ate chocolate but i had a you know i used to have the occasional orange i love oranges i, I could sit and eat a whole bag um, yeah i don't really miss chocolate for some reason um but so i would yeah i'd be just kind of um carrying on as normal and getting the occasional headache. And then as I sort of got to the end of my 20s and my th- into my 30s, I, milk became the one. Milk was just ruining my life. And I didn't realise until I had this test. Okay. Um, and then I noticed that once I took milk out of the equation and my system wasn't completely ruined all the time, and it was ruining you because you were getting IBS, which you'd had the chat yeah. with your mum. Yeah, okay. Yeah, really crampy, unpleasant, okay. nasty IBS. And then yeah. that kind of eased off. But I noticed that I still was getting IBS. And I thought, well, there must be something else in my diet that is that I'm equally incapable of dealing with. What is it? Um, it only emerged after I took the milk out of the equation. And I, then I started to notice that, hmm, um, and I, so I stopped having uh, wheat as well, just to see, mm. just to see what would happen. What and, happened? Well, I mean, I, I just got, you know, much, much, much better. It's much better. Do you think it's, yeah, my thing about the wheat is, is it the gluten or is it the pesticides on the wheat or well, exactly. the other way it's milled and we only have, you know, three types of wheat and. Yeah, exactly. What type of wheat is it? Where's it from? Is it yeah. from, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't tried. I haven't tried um, since I've given up wheat. I haven't tried sourdough. I, people say sourdough's not so bad. Hardly got any uh, gluten in it. Yeah, because of the whole fermentation process. Yeah, it breaks down all the sugars. But I'm scared to do it, you know, because the, the effects are so <laughs> grim. So <laughs> do you, I haven't so, done it. So now on your diet, mm. um, we're going to take a quick break in a minute. But now on your sure. diet, um, do you still get migraines? Yes. Right. I do. I still get them. Um, uh, let's let's talk about that in a moment because I'm going to hit that pause button and try not okay. to delete you. You're listening to This Food Thing with me, Gemma Richards. Welcome back to This Food Thing podcast. I'm here today with Ian Chatham. 
And just before the break, Ian was talking about his exclusion diet, which prevents him from getting migraines. But then I just asked him if he does still get migraines even on his exclusion diet. And he says, yes, he does. And I want to ask, <laughs> is that, is our migraines part of the profile of ADHD? Is it all one happy little family creating havoc within you? There's, there's, there's a lot of comorbidity. Uh, you don't, you don't ever just have ADHD, apparently. You always have other stuff. What did you call that? Comorbidity? Comorbidity. You know, comorbidity, like, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you, you, you never just get one thing. Okay, so what are the links? Because I know that you you will know. Tell 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 me. Well, I mean, just anecdotally, I just know a lot of a lot of people. I, you know, I'm on all the ADHD forums and stuff, and a lot of people uh, suffer with migraines and cluster headaches and whatnot. Okay. Also, a lot of people have digestive issues because the stomach is the second brain. Yeah, well, there's a lot of serotonin going on down there, and right. If I didn't know that. I didn't know that was serotonin in your stomach. Yeah. Yeah, there's loads, most of the, well, don't quote me on this. Do your own research, (laughs) listeners. Uh, But if you, yeah, I think most of the serotonin in your body is used to regulate your digestive system. (sighs) What do I know? Wow, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, so the the majority of the serotonin you have is for that. Um, So there's got to be some brain body, something going on, some weirdness going on. Well, there's um, also all the research about the microbiome. Have you, you know the uh, what's he called? Tim Spector, who wrote uh, a book called Spoonfed, and he's part of the app called Zoe. Okay, and I mean, I've not heard of, I've not heard of him, but I yeah. do. They um, brought, they brought in a, te- a test to test your microbiome at home, and they've been trialing it and researching in the states. Ooh. And I think they're about to open up. You can you can just go online and and find it, and then you can add your name to the list where you can become part of the research in the UK. And I think it's imminent. I think the launch of that is imminent. Why? Um, t- tell me a little bit about your ADHD. I understand that it affects your relationship with food because of the migraines, because of the I- mm. IBS. But can you talk a bit about the psychology of the ADHD and how you feel emotionally and mentally and whether that impacts on your relationship with food? Well, I mean, the, the ADHD uh, is uh, an issue with your prefrontal cortex, which is your kind of, uh, what's the word? It's your executive function. Okay. So it's, it's the bit of your brain that passes information and decides what's important and what isn't and what you should do, what you shouldn't do, what you should say and what you shouldn't say. Okay. <laughs> that yeah, kind no, of you're stuff. You're being very well behaved today. Go on. Yeah, but what it means is that you, you because you can't prioritise information, you, you tend to um, try and pay attention to everything right. in case you miss something. Okay. You're, uh, pretty much everybody's brain with ADHD says, Oh no, there's too much information here, but I don't know which information to pay attention to. And I can't, I just can't decide. So I try and pay attention to all of it. And then that's how we'll do it. And what you end up with, you end up incapable of tracking that much information for starters, but also you end up, um, kind of, um, see, look, I've got sidetracked now. No, 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 I'll bring you back. You're not sidetracked. You have too much information. So do you get overwhelmed? So you can't do anything. Completely, you get overstimulated, and then you you know you shut down. But but your brain comes up with tricks. Your brain's like, right, okay, I need some, I need some dopamine. You okay. don't have enough dopamine. 
Because you weren't born with enough dopamine. Allegedly not, although people say now that there's usually more than one trigger to, 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 as a child, in childhood, that, that manifests as ADHD. And so, what, what are those triggers? Because I genuinely don't know. Uh, things like um, if you've got a um, stressful home life. Um, if Did you've you? Got, well, I mean, at the time that I started to think, well, I'm not the same as everybody else, was, was after my parents got divorced. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, okay. you know. Yeah, there you go. And I had some therapy at that time as well, but I, they weren't. I don't suppose they were really looking for ADHD back then. Um, so, Did you? You had therapy as a child? Yeah, when I was seven, I had um, therapy when my uh, parents split up. Uh, when was that, Ian? I mean, as in 19... S- 1977. That's extraordinary. Yeah. Is that because your mum and dad knew someone or because it was apparent that you really needed to talk to someone? Because that would never have been on my radar and we're a similar age. I am... Um, I, I had I, I was I became extremely anxious. I was I was extremely anxious all the time. I couldn't sleep properly. Uh, I remember one time I woke up in the night and I was so anxious I threw up. You know, in the middle of the night. Wow. I was like, and and the reason I threw up was because I thought, why have I woken up? Am I not very well? I remember I remember that night. You know, I was only a little kid, um, and my mum sort of thought, oh, okay, this is not good. So. She, she, and also I was washing my hands all the time, all the time. Right. And my skin was bleeding and stuff like that. So she, so she said, right, let's get you to a therapist. So, and that was great. And I, I really liked going to see my therapist because she was just so chill. <laughs> she wow. was just so you know, mellow, so calm. Yeah. Um, so is it possible that the... Uh, here I go with some of my amateur psychology. Well, no, I mean, the thing is, you're doing now what I've spent my life doing, trying to figure out how it all fits together. So, yeah, carry on. Well, I uh, I was also very anxious as a kid. Okay. Something that I've said before. And I'm, I would stand up in court and say that I converted my anxiety into eating disorders. And I had quite a lot of, um. I guess, what might be termed as OCD now as a kid. I used to clap incessantly. And my really? mum, yeah, my mum says that she was right. Everyone was very embarrassed. I was at the swimming pool, like in a swimming pool, you know, like a gala. Yeah. And before, before. <laughs> well, I don't know why I'm laughing already. Sorry. No, because it's funny. It's a funny story. But before the whistle blew or whatever, or the klaxon horn, I don't know, whatever was blown or, or sounded, I yeah. was there at the, the side of the pool clapping manically. <laughs> you she were the first like, clapper. She was the first clapper. She was like, that's my daughter, clapping manically, because I was trying to manage these feelings and this anxiety, and there's all sorts of other things I did, which I think got converted into my eating disorders. So I guess right. I'm thinking, did your anxiety become, you say triggered ADHD, but did it become something different in your brain for your system to, to work with? I th- well, I, from, my, from what I understand is I do have – my prefrontal cortex is not doing its job. That's, that's physical. That's a physical thing. That's, okay. you know, genetic or whatever. Do you but, think anyone – sorry to talk over you, honey, but do you think anyone hmm. in your family had ADHD undiagnosed? Grandparents before them, mum, dad, I, siblings? I would love to make my mum and dad both take a test. But right. uh, my mum's died, so I can't. She can't do one. Yeah. Um, and my dad, he'll he'll just never do it. 
I've described it to him how it feels. And he said, oh, that all sounds very familiar. But he, he's in his 80s. <laughs> sure. he's, he's not interested. He's, he's, what's the, you know, for him, he's just like, well, what's the point now? Right, yeah. I almost don't want to know. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I would love to get them. I would love to have found out. I'm def- I definitely, my mum and I share a lot of similar traits. Okay. Or, you know, shared a lot of similar, similar traits. Did, did, um, yep, your ADHD getting triggered. Mm. And we were talking about how you experience complete, they say overwhelm now, don't they? It's not being overwhelmed, it's overwhelm. Um, oh, okay. Which means that you can't do anything. And also, does it mean that you're hypervigilant? Are you that- constantly on guard? Yes, and that is exhausting. exhausting. You know, that's the that's the main problem that that affects my life is that I'm never ever ever relaxed. Ever. I look at it from the outside. People he look does. at me and go, "He does, listeners. He does." <laughs> people go, "What? You're you're anxious? I never would have thought that." Like everybody says that, but it's because I've become so good at masking it from when I was a kid. Because I've had it for such a long time, and uh, you know, it, it, most people wouldn't notice. Hopefully. No, you don't notice. And also I always see you in front of a huge mixing desk and in, in a way that's calming, isn't it? Because you know what you're doing and it's very... Allegedly. Uh, logical. Well, yeah, apparently, even though you're on your computer mic. <laughs> even though I could get my mic working today. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. So in relation to food, do you experience um, being overwhelmed and hyper-anxious around food because there's too much on offer on the plate because you don't, if you're going out to eat, I don't know if you do, uh, how is that? Oh God, going out to eat is a disaster. Okay. It's, it's really right. stressful. Right, okay. I mean, the amount of times I've been out for a meal and someone, and I've said, has this got gluten in it? And they said, no. And I've said, has it got lactose? I said, no. And I eat it. And then the next three days I'm just mullered. It, 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 it's happened so many times. Right, and it and it affects what you order, and you know I've been to, if, if I go to Wagamama's, I don't know if you're allowed to mention brands here. I think if, you can. If I go to Wagamama's, um, there's like two things on the menu that I can have. Oh, well, it's not much, is it? It's a big. It's menu. a shame. It's a shame. So, and my daughter used to love going there as, as when she was little with me. I used to always take her to Wagamama's, but I could only eat this one thing, and it, you know, so it is. Yeah, it is restrictive. Does that mean you don't go out to eat? Yeah. I mean, I, I very rarely go out to restaurants. Everyone says, it's a restaurant. I'm thinking, oh. In my head, I'm thinking, okay. Right, 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 right. <sighs> I'm psyching myself up for it. And it's nobody's fault. It's no one I'm with's fault. It's not that I don't want to sit with them and eat, but it's just, it's not a fun thing for me. It just isn't. Oh, I understand. Do you get overwhelmed or indecisive or anxious about the food that you're planning to eat? Well... I've got this thing. So my, my mentality when I cook is what delicious food can I cook for my partner, Jackie? Yes. Yeah. She won't realize is in any way hobbled by my bizarre dietary requirements. Okay. Okay. I do a bit something she, a bit similar. Yeah. Cause she, she, she hates cooking. She doesn't enjoy it and I love it. So I think, well, I'll do all the cooking, but I don't want her to have a restricted diet too. Okay. So for instance, you know, I, I'll sometimes make things just for her. That, that, uh, or I'll make a meal and then on her bit I'll, I'll sort of add some extra piece bits and bobs that she can eat or you know sometimes I'll cook her something different if, we, if we're having a sort of lazy Sunday cook breakfast I'll, I'll do her different things and I, you know it's fine but um, it is it, the the food thing is is it's difficult because if, go on go on 
I was going to say because because with ADHD you, you you can't remember what you're doing half the time from one minute to the next, and you know I've got very little choice when it comes to food, and my brain gets bored easily. You know, so yeah. I, how do you manage that? <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of don't really. I tend to eat very similar things for lunch, and I eat the same thing for breakfast every day, which I shouldn't eat. I just have some gluten-free toast. I should have something healthy. But yeah, because, but, that, but that is healthy, isn't it? Because if that's uh, the one of the foods that your body can um, uh, digest, be nourished by, metabolize. Thank you very much. <laughs> then, then, thank you so much. Um, then that's a healthy food. And I, I, you know, I've got this thing about healthy food, good food, bad food, because I think it starts before the food goes into your mouth and your system with the intention with which you put it into your body. So if you're going, this is terrible, this is terrible, this is terrible, it's going to be, it's going to be a bad thing. Do you know what, Gemma, I have to say I agree with you there because when I'm cooking, let's say I'm doing, I don't know, it doesn't even matter. I always thank the ingredients. Yeah. In my, in my head, I say, thank you, potato, because you look amazing. And thanks for, for, for allowing me to eat you. And, and it's, it's silly. It's just a little thing that I do when I cook. And I always thank the farmers that grew the stuff that I eat. Amazing. Uh, do you? I do yeah. exactly the same. And actually, I think we need to do more of it because we're so disconnected. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And we should awesome. be very, very grateful how that mm, And cook with table. love as well. Cook it with love. Cook it with a good 100%. intention. 100%. And lots of people don't have any food on their plates. And no. so we are constantly lucky. Yeah. How... Um, I, uh, <laughs> Do you know what you remind? Sorry, Gemma, you just reminded what? me something. What's that? I've got uh, my my Nigerian uh, friend Akin. He, yeah. I was talking to him once uh, about my food intolerances, and he was like, "So what can't you have?" And I gave him a list, of, and he was like, "In Nigeria, nobody's got any food intolerances. <laughs> if there's food on the table, you're going to eat it." There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There which you is go. kind of what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. That's a great story to illustrate that. Yeah. Do you um do you experience Anxiety. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Let me finish. I like, left a beat there for enough for a bus to drive through. Do you experience anxiety when the food's on the plate in front of you? Any eating anxiety? Um, no, no. I don't. I, I'm fine with it. I love eating. I love food. Food's, food is, you know, one of life's simple pleasures. It's, you know, even a nice tomato is fantastic. I just yeah. love when you get a good good tomato whatever but um so yeah i don't have any anxiety around eating i do when i when my stomach's playing silly buggers am i allowed to say bugger sorry i think you can say buggers okay. i've just said it bugger buggers bugger. oh my god it's going to be like four bleeps there it's like one of our sessions yes nothing like one of our <laughs> sessions <laughs> I can't believe buggers do anything I've said. Actually. Stop saying the word bugger. Sorry. So, edit. Um, yeah. No, what were you saying? You see, now you've gone off and I've gone off. You were saying, um, oh, can't uh, no, there's no anxiety around food, only when you're. Uh, only when my stomach is, yeah, upset. that's right. Yeah. Yes, because, uh, you know, like I'm currently in the middle of a sort of phase where everything I eat gives me indigestion. Have you have you fasted? I haven't fasted, and the reason that I haven't fasted is only because of the headaches. I don't want to give myself another headache. Why? And so if you fa- if you don't eat, you get a headache. Sometimes, if I don't eat for a long time, and then I then I eat, I'll, I'll get a headache. Sometimes. What um, about it, what about if you 
And we're going to go for another little break as well. I'm going to oh, leave okay. you with this. What about if you fast with the right intention? I'm hitting Ooh. that pause button. You're listening to This Food Thing with me, Gemma Richards. Welcome back to This Food Thing podcast. I'm here with my friend Ian and we're talking about fasting. Hello. Yes, if you've joined us just now, you've missed all the best bits. I'm talking, we were talking about fasting uh, because Ian's saying that all his, all the foods that he eats at the moment, they're all giving him some kind of uh, or causing some kind of upset. And we were talking about intentions and I just asked him if he would ever, if he fasted with the right intention. And then I hit pause. What do you think about that? I I don't think I've ever even considered that. As someone who says thank you to the farmers and thanks their food, I'm surprised. Yeah. I just, I don't know what the right intention would be. To heal and nourish your body, to give your system a break, to oh. rest, to recuperate. I've never, I've, do you know, I've never given it any thought. I've never thought maybe what I should do is have a reset. Yeah. I've that's never thought an, that. That's a fasting intention. I know it's kind of, um, it's popular and I do fast and it's not recommended if you've had eating disorders, but I'm very, very recovered. So I know what I'm mm. doing and I've done long fasts, like seven day fasts. Oh my gosh. In the sunshine though. I think yeah. I've probably done a couple here. Um, and when I first started doing it, it was tied up with weight, but that was years ago. But mm. now I do fast and it does reset your system because, as you say, you're resetting and you're allowing it to to rest, particularly the second brain in your stomach. I, do you know, it kind of, it would be interesting because, you know, a lot of people are now saying that if you sort out your microbiome, Yep, as we were saying. You sort out your ADD a little bit too. Oh, is that true? So ADD Mm. and ADHD, are they different? Uh, So ADD is attention deficit disorder. ADHD is attention deficit hyperactive disorder. It's just a more, it's just a wider term because it manifests in different ways. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, most people have a combination of they're either hyperactive or they're, they appear distracted and low energy. And you you flip between two states. Okay, um, okay. What like this know. interview? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where we just like, stop, stop and drift off. I'm going to become monosyllabic now. Yeah, thank you. And he's gone. Um, I uh, yeah. I mean, every culture has 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 used the method of fasting for thousands of years, and I think it's a very um, I think it's a very healing thing to do to your body. So I, why, why is everything giving you an upset at the moment? Do you think? I, I honestly, I don't know. Okay. I, I, I can't figure it out. And you know me, I, I, I'm always trying to infer things from you know because that keeps my brain occupied. Yeah. Um, and I can't quite figure it out. I, it's almost as if, like for instance, if I eat, say, let's say I eat um, cabbage. I'm not yeah. very good. I'm not very good with cruciferous veg. The right? rutabaga family. Is it? I think it's called rutabaga, isn't it? Okay. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I might have said that wrong. Anyway, someone It doesn't matter. Leave a comment. I mean, matter. You know, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, that kind of thing. Sure. If I eat ca- I love cabbage. Uh, there's millions of ways you can cook it. It's delicious. You get a nice bit of cabbage from Plastish. Yeah. Mm. But if I eat the same, if I eat cabbage two days in a row, uh. my stomach's like, no, mate, what are you doing? 
right. I'm going to punish you now for for the next three days. Okay. Um, so I can have certain things, but only kind of sporadically, and I'm okay if, as long as I don't overwhelm my system. I guess. So well, I guess I'm guessing my system is always on the back foot. So there must still be something that I I could address that I haven't addressed yet. That's that's my thought. Or maybe you do because you you change it up. Maybe it is to do with variety. I try and mix up my whatever veg. I, I always try and eat like a massive amount of vegetables at my evening meal at least. And um, I, I always change it from day to day just so that my stomach's uh, less of a pain. I'm, it, it's interesting. And I realise that the reason you haven't tried to, well, we, I was talking about fasting, but maybe starve yourself is mm. because of the migraines. You're yeah. always holding them at bay, aren't you? Yeah, well... Yes, although, you know, I haven't had one now for months because I've, you know, I'm taking some medication for my ADHD, which is helping with that. So, okay, cool. Um, I, that has been fantastic. So I haven't really had one. So um, has that calmed your ADHD down and therefore, yeah, and therefore your migraines, right, okay. Yeah, it's it basically just, um, it helps with the ADHD, but I think that um, it's, perhaps topping up some neurotransmitters and whatnot that I don't have enough of right? because of the ADHD. That's my thought. It definitely, it's, it's night and day. Like I just feel like I've, the, thinking of back to the days when I had migraines a lot, it, it seems like another me. It almost seems like my brain was a different brain. Wow. <laughs> it's weird. Wow. And with, with your daughter, does mm. she, has she got similar things going on or is she, is she home free? Well, she has been tested for ADHD and she doesn't have it. Right. So that's great, good. Great. Because um, for the longest time, I just, because she just gets me on a, such a sort of fundamental level, my daughter. Yeah. Um, I just thought, oh, you poor thing, you've, you've got my ADHD because you, un- you just understand me. Out of everybody I know, she get, gets me just oh, the best. That's um, so lovely. It's really cute. But, and I, so I assumed that it's because there was some common you know, common stuff. Yeah. yeah. But she's had the test and she, you know, she doesn't have it. So she hasn't inherited the same digestive issues. Well, not officially, no, but she does. Mm. I, even as a kid, she said, Oh, you know, I don't like, I don't like milk. I don't like ice cream. Much. Right. She does like ice cream now, but yeah. she's a bit funny about dairy. And I suspect that, She's going to end up with a few similar things to me. And and her mum is also, um, you know, has dietary issues. She right. just bloats out and yeah. quite quite painfully gets quite painful bloating. Um, and she's tried all sorts of th- I think she, her, the thing she did was the low FODMAP. That, that helped yeah. her a lot. And yeah. I, most of my, my diet is kind of naturally low FODMAP because it's so restricted. It just seems to be there's a lot of crossover. Yes, the low FODMAP is very restrictive, isn't it? And I imagine for people who are used to eating whatever they want to, mm. um, it must be quite a shocker. That's yeah. the one. That's the one that you get when you're working out what you're allergic to or tolerant to, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um, what did I want to say? Any more about? Uh, not more about ADHD. No, we bored um, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Stop talking about your ADHD, Ian. I just want to go to sleep. What about the the is? Mm, can I ask this question? The yeah. depression. The depression is that Any as question? a result of all, or all the stuff, or is that something that is a separate entity? And how is that tied into food? 
Um, depression is not separate from it, from the ADHD. So, you know, it's, it's another thing that kind of goes hand in hand. I don't know anyone that has ADHD that isn't slightly depressive. And is that something that happens in uh, sort of for periods of time or is that always hanging, hanging out in the background? For me, it's always there. I, I never really, I have to constantly say to myself, how is everything right now? Right. How is everything right now in this moment now? And, and you know, nine times out of ten, it's fine. And, and yeah. I think to myself, well, everything's fine. And then, and then as, you know, I, I sort of go forward, I think, well, how is everything likely to be for the rest of the week, say? And, uh, and usually the answer is, well, it's going to be fine. Okay. Do you look backwards and go and beat yourself up for things that are past? Or is it always about now and future? I do, well, probably, probably no more than anyone else. I do, I, do, I do sort of mourn the me that could have been had I been medicated for my ADHD earlier on in my life. But aside oh, that's from that... Fascinating. That's fascinating. Do you think what it would have made you, brought you more peace of mind and stability? Well, yeah, you just, because you, it makes it very hard to follow through on your ideas. I'm great at having ideas. I'm terrible at actually implementing them. And so, you know, for, for somebody who defines himself as being a sort of ideas person, yeah, because <laughs> I'm used to all other things, yeah. um, it's just, it's just depressing that I, I don't seem to, I just haven't got the, um, I can't join the dots enough to get things implemented. Which is absolutely typical of ADHD, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you just can't pull it all together. But mm, do you find that you're more able to do that now that you're you're receiving the right support? I'll tell you what, I'm brilliant at crosswords now. Are you? <laughs> yeah. So you could, Go you on. Could, you could, no, you could never do a crossword because you couldn't focus. I couldn't think of the words. I knew I knew the words. I know I know what this word is. I just can't reach in and pull it out. I just can't get to it. Um, with the medication, I get it just comes straight out. You know, I can retrieve things more easily, which means, you know, I can, I don't have to triple, quadruple check everything I do to make sure I didn't miss a step. I want to say that I've got ADHD because I fish around for words constantly, but I actually think it's years of partying and menopause. Well, so. I, I mean, it could be, it could be, it could be a bit of though. I mean, obviously in my case, you know, I'm 51. My brain is not as efficient as it used to be just generally. So the ADHD feels worse because, you know, my brain's older and a bit more knackered, you know. Um, and I think it's possibly the same is true for you, you know, as you go on. And also don't forget masking and, and pretending to do things the way everybody else does is, is tiring. And I, after you've been doing it for 50 years, that's it, you can't do it anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then, then, then you can be authentic, can't you? And that's you a, can be a yourself. Great relief. You, that's a great, yeah. great relief. <laughs> Love a bit of that. Yeah. Um, but thanks for that, Ian. I got that you said I'm old and knackered, but it's no. Really, but you know what I mean. We talk about we talk about it all the time. You'll yeah, come in for a session, and we just talk about our ailments for twenty minutes yeah. <laughs> and how we used to be. <laughs> yeah. Tragic, absolutely tragic. Um, right. Before we sort of wrap up, it's been fantastic mm. talking to you. Um, do you think, suppose, supposing your ADHD was, I don't know, maybe this is naive, but completely uh, under control mm. and you n you'd not had any migraines, do you think you would be able to expand your your diet? Well, I'm I'm working on expanding it now. I'm oh. thinking that now I'm taking 
meds which have got the migraines kind of out of the picture largely. Yeah. yeah. I'm tr- I'm starting to sort of have a dabble introducing things that used to be a no-no for me. And what do you do? You just introduce a tiny amount, like a, a just a bit of cheese or something on top of a on top of some pasta that I've made, or right. you know something like that. I, I'm I'm too scared to eat chocolate though because. <laughs> I've got I, that ruined me back in the day. Yeah. Um, Listen, you, I mean, I know everyone raves about chocolate. Don't worry about it. You're not you're not missing out. Which you know what? I, a few years ago, I, it was Christmas and the chocolates were going around. And I thought, what if I just put one in my mouth and just kind of let it, you know, melt in my mouth, yeah. just taste it, and then spat it out? So I did, and I tell you, it was it was it was absolutely um, awful having <laughs> to spit it out. How so much of eating isn't the taste, it's swallowing the thing that you're tasting. Yes, psychologically. Ingesting, you're ingesting the feeling. Yes. You're ingesting your experience. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, it's, and that really illustrated that for me. I mm. put this delicious chocolate in my gob and mm. then spat it out. And I thought that was, that was awful. I'm never yeah. doing that again. Don't do it. Don't do it again. No. You don't need to revisit that. There are no. other things you can reintroduce. I want yeah. to ask you, if you were on an island, this is your final question. Oh, God. Any island, any yeah. climate, mm. you have a store cupboard for your condiments yeah. and bits and pieces. Yeah. What five foods from your huge list would you take? <laughs> My God. What five? Okay. If there um, are even five foods on your list. Yeah, I mean, that's, I have to add one. Hold on, let me think. All right, you can lie. No, I think I definitely would, I'd need, I'd need toast. Right, I'm, toast. I'm an Englishman, going to have toast. What kind of toast would you have? What kind of bread I, would you have? I'd have to have shard gluten-free toast because I'm, I'm, okay. I'm not, I'm not going to make my own bread. Name those brands, Ian. Go on. Yep. Shard, gluten-free. So, yeah. <laughs> Hasn't got any preservatives in it, unlike okay. all the other ones. Moving um, on, number two. What else? Um, I would probably have to have some. I definitely need some sweet chili sauce. Okay. Everything tastes better with that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would need tomatoes so I could make pasta. Okay, hang on. Bread, sweet chili sauce, tomatoes. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean of... you're going to make pasta? Is pasta number four? Oh, oh passata. Know. Did you say passata or pasta? No, no, I said pasta, but that, that means I'd have to leave off some other stuff. Oh, oh it's tough, isn't it? It is tough, yeah. It's very tough. It's a tough question. Two more things. Oh. Come on. Um, probably, let me think, let me think. I think ADHD jets. going mad right now. Courgettes. Honestly. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my ADHD <is> going... <laughs> In my head, it's just like... Tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Little birds so cool, flying around. Go on. Courgettes, definitely. There's courgettes. A, there's a, quite a nightshade slant here, I, I can tell from these three things, obviously. Okay, okay. And one more. If, one more thing from my lip. I, I mean, probably uh, probably chicken. Chicken? Oh. I think chicken. Are you taking it dead or alive? Um, I'd, probably have a, a, I'd, pro- I'd probably have it alive and then <gasps> only, eat it, only eat it when it. When it had passed. When it dies. Yeah, okay, I wouldn't okay. be able to kill it. That, no, of course. It would have been your best friend because no one's going to visit yeah, you. Yeah, well, exactly. That, and I'd be devastated when it died and then <laughs> I'd eat it, which would be really psychologically messed up. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Ian. Thank you so much You're for welcome. coming on to this Food Thing podcast. No, it's been fun. I've really oh, enjoyed I've it. I've had a ball. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for listening. I'd love to know your favourite bit from this episode. 
let me know on Instagram at This Food Thing Podcast or join us again in the next episode.